98% of four and five-year-olds would test out at genius levels for creativity. Wow. So almost every single person born is born with this creative genius. Mm. We all have this skill. And so it's crazy to sit back and think, I once had the creative genius of a Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or you know the big creative thinkers for whatever industry you're in. And that just really light, lit me up because creativity is a skill. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years. Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. Welcome, welcome. This is episode 128 of the Medicine Podcast. This is our conversation with someone both Chase and I admire a lot in this life, one of our dear friends, Will Hughes. Will is a marketing and e-commerce expert. He's the guy that companies hire to expand their business and accomplish huge goals. Now he's using that expertise to help individuals like Chase and I, accomplish our big aspirational goals, the kind of goals that make you nervous. <laughs> They're so big. Chase and I recently went through his course called Liquid Mind, which is meant to help people generate big breakthrough creative ideas and direct their subconscious to achieve their aggressive goals. We had such a blast going through this course together, and we picked up some amazing tools that we will be using the rest of our life. So we knew we had to share with you all, our listeners, who we know are also proactively creating lives that you love. And towards the end of the episode, Will shares an incredible gift. One of our listeners will have the opportunity to go through his course completely free. Make sure you listen to the end for that incredible opportunity. And for everyone else, visit liquidmind.xyz and you can get the first lesson for free. All right. Enjoy my loves. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi and I have my love, my man, my king here with me. What is going on, everybody? Oh, my word. So stoked today. Have one of my best buddies on the show. He's been a mentor. He's been a friend. Uh, he's been somebody to crack jokes with. We've been in the depths of uh, scaling businesses together <laughs> and everything else. Deep conversations late into the working hours of the evening. Uh, so blessed to have Will Hughes on the show today. Welcome to the show, Will. Welcome. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. And this is uh, this is my first podcast interview. So whatever you do, don't take it easy on me. We're honored. <laughs> We're honored to be your first. Popping that podcast cherry. There you go. <laughs> Um, well, before we get into a little bit about you and what all of the exciting things that you are doing in the world and the gifts that you are offering the world, um, the first question that we ask every guest on the medicine, you might know what's coming, um, is what do you love in your life? What aspect of your life do you love so much that you wish you could gift it to every human? 
Yeah, so I've listened to your show and I've heard this question and this one's an easy one for me, which is freedom. Mm. And so I probably pretty similar to Chase, I've spent the last 20 years working in the corporate world and I've spent, you know, 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week working for somebody else. And so one of my big goals has been to break free of that and give myself freedom in my life. And that's something I've been able to achieve. So freedom from working for other people, um, only working with people that inspire me, having the ability to choose when I work. I mean, I work really hard. I know, Chase, you work really hard, but I can break free and exercise during the day or I can travel when I want. And sort of the goal I'd set out for myself a couple of years ago was I wanted to make more money, working less hours and with no stress. Mm. And if I could give that to people, that's what I'm after. Wow. And actually, it's a lot of what, how I got there is what we're going to talk about today. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I'm excited to jump into it. Yeah, so perfect, man. I'm, I'm so inspired by you. I've seen you make that change and just embody it fully. And yeah, I so look up to it and I'm so motivated by it, which, yeah, leading perfectly into what we're talking about today. You know, uh, the Liquid Mind Creativity Masterclass. I've been through it twice now. Uh, Megan's been through mm-hmm. it with me the second time. Yeah. Um, completely transformational. Uh, and just fun, just a complete blast in the process. But, you know, before we get into kind of the, the goodies as it pertains to uh, the masterclass, give us a little bit of, you know, a, a background about, you know, your life, your your career, and really what inspired you to create this? Um, what is the origin story, if you will? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I grew up outside of Washington, D.C. in Bethesda, Maryland. I've got two boys, both now in college. And I made the big move for me. I always wanted to live on the West Coast. So I moved to San Diego about four years ago now. Um, For work, I've been a vice president or head of growth marketing at various brands for the last 15 or so years. So I'm the guy they bring in to grow their online sales really quickly. So how do you take a company from 10 million to 20 million or 20 million to 40 million and so forth? Um, As far as origin stories for how I kind of got into this creative thinking masterclass um, is the company you and I were working for together, Chase, here in, in San Diego. And our CEO at the time gave me this really big goal that was sort of seemingly impossible. <laughs> which sort of. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. It's a nice way to put it. And for anyone who worked there, they, they know what I'm talking about. But he wanted to grow the business from 18 million in revenue to 100 million in revenue in 18 months, which is just ridiculously aggressive. (laughs) On top of it, this company didn't have outside funding, so you had to grow it profitably. And so it's this unbelievably aggressive goal. But I've, you know, thankfully, I took this on as a challenge. I got inspired by this. I wanted to see if I could hit this goal. And what I wanted to do was find a way that I could think differently about marketing. Could I come up with new marketing angles or strategies or use of different marketing channels like, you know, YouTube and Facebook and could I find a way to have this explosion, this exponential growth? And so I was actually really lit up by this. And so what I set out on was this journey across 12 or 18 months to teach myself how to open up my imagination, how to open up creatively and have these big breakthrough ideas that would allow us to have this growth. And the second thing I would say that really inspired me was in my research of, okay, How do I get big creative ideas? How do I think differently? How do I see things differently than anyone else has seen them before? I came across this really interesting study that NASA did. So this is back in like the late 60s, early 70s. 
and it's in the middle of the space race. And NASA's trying to put, you know, people into space and, and people onto the moon. And of course, NASA's hiring the best of the best engineers in the world. You know, the Stafford graduates, the MITs, the Cal schools. And what they had was really talented people, but some of these engineers, they figured out were not really good at creative thinking. So when they faced an unexpected challenge, they weren't really good at solving that problem on the fly. And so what they did is they brought in this outside consulting firm and the consulting firm created this creativity assessment that they gave to their engineers. And what they wanted to do was both train the in-house engineers and, and train them up to be better creative thinkers. And then they wanted to use it for hiring. So when they hired new people, they wanted to make sure they had this sort of uh, skill set of having you know, the ability to think creatively and face the unexpected challenge with new ways of looking at the problem. But what came out of this is fascinating. The research study that they did, they took this assessment and they turned around and they gave it to a bunch of school-aged children. And what they found was the school-aged children outperformed the NASA engineers <laughs> so at these wild. creativity tasks, right? On a regular basis. So these are like four and five-year-olds are outperforming you know, the MIT <laughs> engineers. And so that really caught my attention. That's such a blow to the ego. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm an MIT grad. I work at NASA and this four-year-old's kicking my butt. Yeah. <laughs> and so what they found and what the research study says is 98% of four and five-year-olds would test out at genius levels for creativity. Wow. So almost every single person born is born with this creative genius. Mm. We all have this skill. And so it's crazy to sit back and think, I once had the creative genius of a Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or you know, the big creative thinkers for whatever industry you're in. And that just really light, lit me up because creativity is a skill. We once had it and we can get it again. Mm -hmm. And that's what set me down this path of, okay, how can I figure out this formal framework, this mental framework for having these big creative breakthrough ideas? How can I think differently to achieve these seemingly impossible goals, which that goal was definitely seemingly impossible, but we were able to achieve it, right? We did go from 18 million in revenue to hundred million run rate in 18 months. And along the way, one of the big breakthroughs I had was how to approach YouTube differently than anyone had done before. And we became one of the top 10 spenders on YouTube for D2C brands, direct-to-consumer brands, globally. Wow. We were spending $70,000 to $100,000 a day on YouTube. And I, this is what gave Chase heart <laughs> palpitations. Yeah. He was the finance director trying to keep up with all these bills. But you know, we did crack this code and we did hit this seemingly impossible goal. And so what I teach people is we all have these big bursts of inspiration. You know, once or twice a year, you'll be struggling with a problem you're trying to solve. It could be work, it can be personal, or you can have this big goal that you want to achieve in life. And you'll have, you know, every so often you'll have this big breakthrough, that aha moment of, oh, that's how I, that's how I achieve this. Yeah. It almost feels like lightning has struck where it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, you know, it, it almost yeah. feels like luck. Exactly. It does. It feels like luck. It's exactly one of the quotes is it feels like luck because it doesn't feel like it took effort. It's your subconscious mind just delivered you an answer, but really you've been working on it and churning on it in the background for a long period of time. So what we do is give a formal framework to accelerate those moments. Instead of having one or two a year, I want people to have one or two every single month 
or even more frequently than that. And so that's the process and the framework that we developed. Yeah, man, it's, I can, I can speak to it in like multiple layers. I was in it with you. You know, we're, we're both single at the time. We're early mornings, late nights. I remember coming into your office and, you know, your whiteboard looks like, you know, Tesla would be writing on it, you know, like it's mixture of science and like imagination and a little bit of the woo and a little bit of the rational. And, um, obviously like we have these crazy goals to, to scale the business and I'm sitting there going like, holy shit, where are we going to come up with money? And so, yeah. so I, I'm similarly through learning through you, learning through this process that you're developing, taking it back into my own life and, and having ideas, not, you know, from a textbook, it's not from me going back into the, my, you know, financial literature and, and wondering how I can do this. It's actually coming to me while I'm swimming. It's coming to me as I'm smelling flowers and, and, you know, looking at succulents in, in Coronado Island where I live and, and these really roundabout ways, these outside of the box ways of coming up with solutions. And so I was in it with you. I felt it with you. I go through the course multiple times. It's actually the foundation of, of the medicine podcast, which we'll, we'll actually get to a little bit today uh, was as I was going through this process the first time. Um, and it's just, you know, I can speak just, just so closely to its effectiveness and it's, it's actual impact. Um, and, and one of the things that I love hearing you, you speak on is like creativity is a little bit of a buzzword. It's a little bit of a buzzword in the personal and the professional space, like, you know, lean into your creative flow or, you know, finding, finding yeah. creativity, uh, is going to be so critical. I think people just too often assume that's art. Mm-hmm. How do you define creativity? How, if you redefine creativity through this, uh, masterclass process? Um, yeah, I'm with you on it feeling really woo-woo for sure. Um, you know, the definition of creativity is the use of the imagination for generating original ideas. Um, for what you're speaking to, though, is um, how do I look at this a bit differently? And how do we not just tap into the kind of corporate speak that we all hear of? And for me, it kind of starts with the pet peeve when it comes to some of these courses and classes that people take, which is they never teach you the how. They just talk in this flowery language. And you know, you might take a course or listen to a podcast or buy a book, and you, you hear these grand ideas, and they might be exciting, they might be inspiring, but they never tell you, how do I do this? How do I take this home and how do I implement it, implement it myself? Like if you guys think back to the last year, how many books have you read? How many podcasts have you listened to? How many classes have you taken? And how much of that material, how many of those lessons have stuck with you even two weeks later? Yeah, not, it's few and far between. Few and far between. You don't actually implement this stuff into your life. And you certainly, if you fast forward 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, it's almost all fallen out, right? You learned something cool, but you didn't figure out how to implement it in your life. And so what I'm giving is this practical um, framework on how to approach things that you can implement into your life. You know, Chase, like you said, you went through this program, what, 18 months ago, two years ago now, Yeah. Mm-hmm. and you're still using it today. Yep. Right. And so that's, um, that's the regular recurrence that I have. So when I first started teaching this, it was about two years ago and it was a very stripped down version of the course. It was just when I was first kind of getting it going, but of those original 15 or 20 people, Almost all of them are still using it today, a year and a half, two years later. And most of them, more than half of them have come back to go through a second time like you because they wanted the full-blown class. And so what I'm giving is just these very practical steps. How do I implement this into my life in a day-by-day fashion? And there's one statistic I'm really kind of proud of, which is if you look online, it's something like 25 to 30% of people that start a book never finish a book. 
Mm. And it's even worse for online courses. If you take an online course, uh, about only 10% of people that start a course ever finish it. Our completion rate is about 97%. Hey, almost everyone that starts finishes and they're still using it six months, 12 months, 18 months later. I'm getting texts on a regular basis of, hey, I just had this big creative breakthrough. Megan, you brought one up maybe a week ago. Hey, I had this, you were doing the nonlinear thinking exercise. Mm-hmm. You had this big moment you wanted to share it. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's getting it down to this practical level of how you can implement it in your life. And what I'm after is I want people to achieve their really big aspirational goals. And I want you to get there much quicker. So that business goal that Chase and I were just referring to, that reasonably was a five-year goal that we collapsed down into an 18-month goal. And for most people, if you write out what your big aspirational goal is in life, you might be looking at it through the lens of five years, 10 years, 20 years out. We want to speed that up by giving you a different way to view the goal and the roadblocks that would keep you from achieving it. Yeah. You know, speaking to roadblocks, that's perfect because what was coming up for me from the very beginning is, you know, someone might be listening to this and be like, well, okay. So if I was a creative genius when I was four or five years old, what happened? How is that? You know, Why don't I feel that now in your opinion, or maybe in some other research or just, you know, anecdotally or whatever, what, <laughs> what, what trains us out of that? Like, why isn't it you know, um, tangible for most of us. Yeah, that one's simple. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad if you really think about it, but it's, um, kids are not limited. They have no limitations. Whereas adults have tons of limitations. We have rules, we have consequences. If we don't follow those rules, we have laws and we end up finding ourselves a put into a box And then B, we become very rigid in the way that we think. And what I would say, just to kind of expand on this a bit, is we tend to think in thought patterns. And the older you get, the more you get rigid in the way that you approach solving problems. When I say problem, sometimes that might be something bad that's going on. Your house is burning down. You have to solve a problem. But normally what I'm talking about is how do you achieve a goal? How do you overcome this at work so that you can achieve the big goal? So I usually, I'm actually meaning the problem in a good context. So how do you solve a problem so you can achieve the goal? Well, we approach these problems from a very rigid manner. We're stuck in our thought patterns. And if I can challenge you guys, um, I can illustrate this really easy with with a little basic math question. So um, to put you on the spot, if I were to ask you, what is 15 plus 15? The answer would be 30, 30, right? Doesn't take any conscious thought to get to, to that answer. Let's try. It's still basic, uh, but let's try a little more difficult. What's 150 plus 190? Uh, 340. 340. And we'll do one more. What is 220 plus 275? Uh, 515. <laughs> 495, oh, like, <laughs> So these are right. These are basic math problems. You like you solved the first, you know, the first two, one instantly, the next one took you three seconds. The next one you would have solved if you spent, you know, three more seconds, you get yeah. correctly. I just wanted to be first. Answer. Right, yeah. you, you win. You win. I knew the answers, yeah, you know, so I didn't want to you know, feel bad. There you go. So I'll show you the way my brain works. Now, I am not great at math, and so I don't want to hear people smashing dishes against the wall at the way I approach this. (laughs) What I'm trying to illustrate is just how rigid we are in our thought pattern. So the way my brain would solve those two slightly more challenging uh, basic math problems is 
150 plus 190. What I'm gonna do with that is chunk it down and say, well, I know 100 and 100 is 200. And what's left over is 90 and 50, which is 140. So my answer is 340. I just broke it down into its pieces and added it together. Mm-hmm. Again, I hope we don't, people aren't screaming. No, that's what I did too. Yeah. Do yeah. Right? Yeah. So the second way, the second problem, I'm gonna approach it exactly the same way. 200, it was 220 plus 275. So I know 200 plus 200 is 400. And what's left over is 75 plus 20, which is 95. My answer is 495. That's a thought pattern. That's a really efficient way for the brain to think. And it's the way your brain thinks when it approaches any problem in your life, relationship problem, work problem, or trying to achieve your big aspirational goal. So we're always thinking in the same pattern. It's a really efficient way to the, for the brain to think, and it helps you when we're multitasking. And when guys, you know, Megan, and I haven't had the, the pleasure to work with you very closely yet, but, you know, Chase and I are working together in office. I know you're working at the speed of sound as I am and as <laughs> others are, and you have to multitask and you need to get to the, the answer as quickly as you can and move on to the next thing. And that is how our brains work. And it's really efficient. It's just the antithesis of creative thinking. Yeah. Being stuck in a thought pattern limits you from seeing the possibilities, from seeing other angles. And that's sort of what we're, we're getting at here is we want to teach you. Actually, there's this great quote from Einstein, which is um, creativity is seeing what everyone else has seen and thinking what no one else has thought. I love that. Right. And that's such a great quote. Mm-hmm. And so we want you to be able to break free of your thought pattern. Like that's the, the problem is we're stuck in a rigid thought pattern is why we're not being creative. The solution is you have to break free of your thought pattern. We want to teach you how you can see things differently, approach your problems from a different angle. We call it different angles, altitudes, and directions. So we want to look at it from different angles and altitudes. Um, we'll, we'll get into some examples here in a few minutes of one that's really funny on just different ways to look at things, but that's where we're, we're actually teaching you how to think differently by breaking free of that thought pattern and just approaching it from a different angle. Hey homies, whether you are wanting to improve your overall health, build healthy muscle or boost your immune function, what is not talked about enough is our sleep. We need regular, deep, restorative sleep in order for all of our body's different systems to operate at top notch, no matter what our goals are. This is where our good friends at Ned come through big time for me. The most effective combination I have found for quality sleep is the Sleep Blend Hemp Oil and the Mellow Magnesium Powder from Ned. I use both individually and in combination about an hour before bed and I sleep like a baby. If you want to dive even deeper into all of Ned's incredible products and backstory, you can listen to episode number 49 of The Medicine where Chase and I interview Adrian Zimmerman, co-founder of Ned. And to give your body the blessing of great sleep ASAP, try these organic and wildcrafted products at helloned.com and you can use the code medicine, that's M-E-D-I-C-I-N for a nice discount. Then enjoy sleeping like a sweet, sweet baby. Cheers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's so perfect. And anybody who's grown up, you know, traditionally and even just a traditional school structure, you're told immediately that there's a right answer. Mm-hmm. There is a one 
right answer and you need to get it right. Otherwise we'll shame yeah. you or we'll tell you you're stupid. Yep. Yeah. And I'm being a little bit harsh and, and it's a little bit tongue in cheek, but it's true. Yeah. Well, they even want you to show your work of how you got to that answer. Yeah. They want to make sure that the work that you put out is the work that everyone else puts out. And yeah. So yeah. Yeah, totally exactly. And, and throughout this process now, like, you know, living through it uh, and then going through the course twice, it's amazing to me just the, the freedom and, and, but, but, but also how challenging it is to let go of that. I have to be right. And there's only one way to be right yeah. mentality. There is a resistance for sure. Even, you know, going through the course and some of the fun puzzles or things like you're going into the puzzle, knowing it's a puzzle, knowing that there's a trick, knowing that there is a, uh, you know, a punchline that you're looking for. Right. And it's, it is, there is some resistance and like, okay, but I'm seeing it this way. I'm looking for the punchline too, but my mind wants to solve it the way that it solves every, every other problem in my life, which is efficiently and in a, you know, right and wrong, black and white box. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And so you guys just finished the, the program recently. So chase you for the second time, Megan, you the first. So starting actually tomorrow on every Friday, we do, I send out these creative puzzles and challenges for that exact reason, Megan, which is people get, we're so stuck in this thought pattern. It is hard. Even when you know, you got to think about it differently and look at it from a different angle to get the solution. You still can't do it half the time. Mm-hmm. And these are basic things. And again, this is where the kids just blow, blow the doors off the adults because they don't have this limitation. So we do on Fridays is we share these challenges and um, it helps to reinforce those lessons and helps remind you, oh, I got to think about this differently. And then once you think about it differently, now we apply that towards whatever you're trying to solve at work or this big goal in your life. And so it, you know, every week it's keeping you on task of, oh, I'm trying to accelerate these breakthroughs. How do I think differently? How do I view things differently? And those are some of the challenges. So it might be interesting if you, if you want, I can share a couple of those now. Yeah. Yeah, Great. absolutely. Examples. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, um, there's one in the course you guys have heard and then one, one you haven't. So I'll, I'll cover both. I think they're fun. The first is um, the founder and publisher of Random House. So the, the book publishing company back in the 1950s made a challenge or a bet. He bet one of his best-selling authors that he couldn't write another best-selling book using only 50 unique words. And now before we, you'll get the listeners a second to absorb that. Ken, who was the author who wrote a book, a best-selling book using only 50 unique words? So let, let that sit with everyone for a minute and I'll give you the challenge that we do in the course. So this would be one of these Friday challenges where we wanna have you think a little bit differently and approach things differently. So what's happening here, the lesson that's being taught is putting, forcing limitations on yourself, even false limitations, will break you out of that thought pattern mm-hmm. and have you thinking differently. So if I said to you, um, how about Chase, I'll use the example, since I know your uh, career outside of this podcast has been in finance. And if I said to you, hey, Chase, could you speak at this um, conference in 60 days from today and, and talk to a room full of other finance executives on some topic or other in finance. You would go about a normal process that you've done your whole life to prepare for college classes and courses and presentations about putting together this speech you're gonna give. And I'm sure you'd show up and deliver a great presentation. But now let's look at the other side of the coin. What if I came to you at noon today and said, Chase, I need you to give that same presentation. Someone fell out and I need you to deliver that presentation at seven o'clock tonight. 
So you have no time to plan. Now you have to think differently. You've been given the limitation of time and you can't go through the normal process and research you might normally go through to you know, create something that would teach and, and inspire the room that you were gonna be walking into. So now you have to think way more creatively. Yeah. So putting this limitation of time is a big one. Money is another one. Or um, in the case of this example with the author, it's words. So the limitation is words. And so if we turn around and put limitations on ourselves, and then I give direction on how can you put limitation, put a limitation on yourself with the goal you're trying to achieve. And then it's just a fun little exercise that once a week we're trying, we're trying to solve together. So I know you guys have been through the class. Do you want to do the big reveal who the author is? Yes. I, I remember guessing this correctly, actually, yeah, the first I time I went through it, so, I but too. I'm not trying to brag or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dr. Seuss. It is Dr. Seuss. Do you remember the book? Cat in the Hat. Green Eggs and Ham. Green, Green Eggs and Ham. ham. Oh. Yeah. Remember the sing song, Sam I Am, Sam I Am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the repetitive nature of it, but it's also that repetitive rhyming nature that becomes so addictive. And that book has now sold over 200 million copies. It's one of the best-selling books of all time. And it came out of a $50 bet. But what's so interesting and the lesson to be taken there is once you put limitation, this is not, by the way, this in the class, we have five big techniques that we teach. This is not one of the techniques. This is just one of the fun side challenges that I think just translates well for podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's putting limitations will break you free of your thought pattern. Like that's the how, how do I think differently? I got to break free of my thought pattern. Yeah, dude, I'm like already like just by you giving the hypothetical, like, oh, you got six months to prepare for a, a speech that's finance related. You know, my brain goes to like, okay, I'd probably talk about how to scale a business without having traditional credit facilities or equity investment. And, you know, some of the things that I've learned in combination with some strategy. But then if you gave me three hours, you know, immediately my creativity starts to, you know, turn on fire. And I'm like, okay, how how the income statement is really like counting, <laughs> counting calories and how the balance sheet is actually more like your endocrine system and how you need to manage your hormones and your central nervous system. And so my, my creativity starts going wild, like, wow, I could probably use how finance and accounting is consistent with health and nutrition and, and, you know, hormonal health. Unbelievable. And it's just right. like thinking completely outside yeah. the box, exactly. but I, I wouldn't have even gotten there if I would have known, Hey, you really need to prepare for this very black and white, left and right, top to bottom, traditional yeah. lecture. This is also reminding me, you're going to love this, my love. This is also reminding me of, we, we just got done watching The Last Dance and it's the yeah. docu-series of Michael Jordan. And you're talking about limitations that actually propel you. Yes. And if you watch that documentary series closely, uh, you will hear people talking about, and Michael Jordan, who is the greatest... <laughs> you know, player of any sport in history. Um, he's, he literally put his own limitations on himself yeah. sometimes to the degree that he would have to make it up. Like for example, oh. he would, you know, make up like, Oh, so-and-so this other player said something to me and it really got to me. And so now the next time we play them, <laughs> yeah. I have something in my mind, Psychopath. this limit limitation yeah. that is now propelling him. And this is just a, a, a one example, but it's just on my yeah. mind. Cause we just got done watching it and you're seeing this person put his own limitations on himself so that he has this fuel to break him out of the norms of what other players can do. So just to your point of how powerful something like this is. 
And what's interesting is when you do it, even like that exercise we just said of putting limitations on you, it tends to click pretty quickly. It doesn't take, like you need to see the example. Oh, I see how someone just did it through this Dr. Seuss example. And then boom, I've got it. Now just apply it to what are you working on? And what's your big aspirational goal you're trying to achieve? And then either applying it to the big moonshot goal or one of those smaller goals that will ladder you up to it. Um, but once you learn it, you can apply it quickly. And it's just really, it's really fun to do. Um, so let me give you the next example. I think you guys will really love this one. Do you guys know who Greg Garcia is by any chance? I don't think, I don't so. think so. So Greg Garcia is a Hollywood writer. He creates TV shows. Um, I think Yes, Dear was his show, Raising Hope. And then the one that I'm going to reference is My Name is Earl. And so he won the Emmy for best writer. I think it was best comedy writer in 2006 for writing on the show. My name is Earl. And what's interesting is he delivered this absolute brilliant masterpiece of an acceptance speech that just blows your mind. So this is another one of these Friday little challenges someone who looked at the world differently, approached it differently, and came out with something completely unique, totally creative. And so I'm going to play the audio for you guys right now. It's just like 30 seconds. And then I'll give you the lesson on how we, we then use it uh, with our students. So awesome. let, me know, let me know if you can hear this and if it comes through okay. I don't have time to thank everybody that I should, so I thought it'd be easier if I mentioned a few people I do not want to thank. My eighth grade social studies teacher told me to sit down and shut up because I wasn't funny. No, thank you, Mr. McAdoo. <laughs> My boss, when I was a PA on the show, step-by-step, who made me clean gum off the executive producer's shoe. No, thank you, ma'am. Tonight, I do not share this with you. <laughs> and finally, God, I'm sure you're responsible in some way, but you took my hair, and that's not cool, man. <laughs> not cool. Right? That's awesome. Oh, man, I love that. Just so freaking brilliant. And yeah. so we share this as a Friday lesson. Again, just one of these ongoing things to have people think differently. So the Emmys had been around for almost 60 years when he gave that speech. And there's been thousands and thousands of acceptance speeches at these award shows. And everyone gives the same, you know, takes the same approach. They thank their manager, they thank their agent, they're thanking people no one knows who they are, and you're kind of bored to tears. You know, it's nice to see your favorite star, but you're kind of bored to tears by yeah. the speech. And he comes in, and now he's thinking about this award speech from a completely different angle. He's thinking of it in reverse, right? He's not giving a thank you speech, he's giving a no thank you speech. No, thank so you, the yeah. challenge that we give would be just for fun, is there someone you would want to know, thank for the success you've had in your life? <laughs> That's just yes. for fun, right? Can we all come up with a funny one to, to share and make each other laugh? But then what we want to do is for your next week, we want to apply that lesson towards the big goal you're trying to achieve. We want to break you free of your thought pattern and have you, can you ask, not how can I achieve this goal, but how can I maybe fail at this goal? Think of it in reverse. Like, what's the reverse to what you're trying to do? Just as he reversed, it's not a thank you speech. It's a no thank you. So we take these little lessons and we, we reinforce how to always be looking at things from a different angle. We want you to see things differently so that you can think differently. And the whole goal here is, can we accelerate these breakthrough moments so you can achieve these seemingly impossible goals? Love uh, it. Absolutely love that.
Yeah. So good. So spot on. Yeah. These, these exercises are fun, but they're, they're so, um, transformative in the sense that like it shows you just a glimpse of the possibility of what it really means to think differently. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely what I love. would love to hear, you know, the way you describe a liquid mind and the importance of a liquid mind, obviously it's in the title of the masterclass. Um, but would love to hear and, and, and share with our audience a little bit, you know, what does it mean to have a liquid mind? Yeah. So I think we, we kind of covered that a little bit, meaning um, we are, we all have rigid minds, right? We have rigid thought processes and we're stuck in this thought pattern. And so what a liquid mind would be something that's very flexible, you know, to Megan's point of, even when you know, you want to think differently or approach something differently, we actually can't do it. And Chase, maybe you share your analogy. you got a really cool analogy with water that I love. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and when you brought this up and, and the title of the course, it, it just clicked immediately for me because we what we do is we try to control our thinking. We try to control our mind and and place it in perfect locations and try to structure it according to the outcome that we need instead of realizing that the mind is actually liquid. And like like liquid, water can't be controlled. You can't grab it and hold it and and keep it into your palm. It slips through your fingers. So what can you do to, to use liquid or use water in a way that would, would get a a desired outcome? You guide it, you know, it's, it's the banks of the river to um, compartmentalize the water and push it in a particular direction. You know, it's a funnel system. It's, it's realizing that it can't be controlled directly, but rather you can guide it, you can assist it and you can leverage it in a powerful way um, but it can't necessarily be in isolation, grabbed, controlled, and manipulated. A hundred percent. I mean, I love the way you frame it. So um, thank you for, for being the backstop on that one. But the analogy that I can then give and something that we do teach in the program is um, just like that example of you can't control the water, you can direct it. Um, two of the techniques we teach is about how to direct your subconscious mind. And so I would assume uh, understanding probably a little bit about your audience, anyone that's listening to the medicine podcast, I'll bet you got a lot of meditators out there and people that read up on Buddhism and, and those kinds of things. So um, they might be familiar with the statistic that on average, we have about 60,000 thoughts a day, which the first time I heard that blew my mind, but it's also pretty commonly shared in, in the circles that we all travel in. But there was a, a research study done from Auburn University, which says 95% of those thoughts are subconscious. So I always think of, you know, my subconscious part of my brain is that little small part of my brain way back in, mm-hmm. in the back of my head, but it's actually the other way around, right? Yeah. right? The dominant part is the subconscious part. It's 95% of your processing power is the subconscious mind. And now you can't control your subconscious mind. We have involuntary thoughts that pop into our head all the time, but what we can do is learn how to direct it instead of it flooding us with those limiting beliefs and self-doubt and all the worries and concerns, can we direct it to be working for us, to be achieving, you know, solving our problems or achieving our big goals? And so that's what we're teaching. And that's where the liquid mind comes from is we're, we're directing the subconscious to be working for you and not against you. Hey, homies. So there's no denying it. Today's superfood market has become completely saturated with all different types of green juice powders. But here's a little secret for you. Most of them contain 30 or more different ingredients, which kind of sounds like a good thing, right? But with this many, it turns out to be only a little fairy dusting sprinkle of each ingredient. 
Let's think about this. If the serving size is about a tablespoon of powder, a green juice with fewer ingredients will have a higher dose of each one. That is one of the many reasons I choose the OGJ, that is Organifi Green Juice. Organifi has specifically handpicked 11 potent superfoods like their heavy hitter ashwagandha. You get a full clinical dose of this powerful adaptogen in every scoop of Organifi Green Juice. Ashwagandha has been proven to greatly support the body in its response to stress. I know I need that basically every day. And all Organifi products are USDA organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, and glyphosate residue free. That's a big one. My favorite way to drink the OGJ is blending it into cold water with a splash of almond milk and ice. It's like a liquid green cupcake. To try Organifi's flagship green juice or any of their other superfood blends, head to Organifi.com and use the code MIMIFIT for an extra 15% off. Enjoy, my loves. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I love it. Yeah, no, I think this is great. And I'm going to share like a tiny little, just silly example of this. I haven't even shared this with you, Will. Um, But it was just, it was a a silly example of as we were going through this course, um, this happened to me and it was just a, a, a great, although silly example of how you can direct your subconscious mind. And there was one, one day where I was thinking about uh, you know, my past and I was journaling and I was thinking about me being in uh, elementary school and I was thinking about different teachers. And then I, uh, I came across in, in my mind, I was like, wait, what was that teacher's name? I can't remember her name. And I, I must've sat there for five minutes, really struggling with my conscious mind to think of this teacher who I, I had for, you know, three, four, five years in elementary school. And I could not remember her name for the life of me. And then it started to bother me. And I was like, what is her name? And I was getting so frustrated. Finally, I gave up. I revisited it with my conscious mind the next day, like, okay, maybe today I can figure it out. Cause now it's just bugging me. Right. And I did this a few times and I couldn't think of her name. So then that night I go to sleep. Clearly I've given my brain something to think about because I've, I'm frustrated by it. So I, uh, I, you know, go to sleep and the next morning I wake up and I'm like, Oh, it's Mrs. Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just a silly example, but I was giving my mind something to chew on, something to yep. think about, something to solve for me. Yes. And, uh, you know, there was other examples while going through this course, other significant examples, things that really are, are propelling yeah. us forward and, and helping us achieve our dreams. But that was just a, a silly example where it was like, oh my gosh, this totally works. Well, and the thing is about the course is like, you don't have to walk through life just waiting for randomness, waiting for happenstance. And that's what I love so much about this is that it's for the first time I've ever seen in my life, an actual protocol for this guiding of the liquid, the liquid subconscious mind, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's so perfect. Something, something critical. And and you've mentioned it already a couple of times, big aspirational goals, goal setting, you know, Maybe go into that a little bit. Like, how important is goal setting in this process? You know, what can that actually look like? Um, and 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 even just you know, one of my examples, I'm happy to share at some point because it was uh, critical to this this process. Yeah, for sure. Um, and this is an interesting one because even when I hear the term goal setting, I'm falling asleep. Right. It's like <laughs> yeah. It's like repulsive in the personal development space. Right. You hear it yeah. all the time. You hear it all the time. It sounds so freaking boring. 
Yeah. But there's, there's something really powerful to this. So Harvard did a study that I share in the program, which is um, 97% of people never write down their goals. Only 3% of us ever actually write down and define our goals. But the people that do that, you're 30 times more likely to achieve the goals than those who do not. Mm, wow. So it's a critically important step to take. But for me and for what this course is all about, is I wouldn't say more importantly, but equally important, it's how do you define those goals? And then how do you have a framework to achieve those goals for what we're after here? And so, um, yeah, I'm happy. When I share, I'll read a, a goal from a, a current graduate that um, I think is really well done. And then, yeah, Chase, I'd love, I'd love for you to yeah, share yours as well. Yeah, but for this, sure. this is a good one because we end up sharing our goals back and forth because they are really inspiring to each other. And so another thing that we do in this program is my, my personal goal, you know, it's the second goal on my list is I want to help my friends and family and the students of this class to all achieve one of their big aspirational goals in life in the next 12 to 24 months. Now, it just depends on how big that goal is on how quickly you can achieve it. So some can, can knock it out in three months, some it's 12 months, it just depends on how big it is. But it's really fun to have people share these goals and sort of get inspired by others. So here's, here's a goal that I just love, which is uh, I want to launch my new program in June of 2022 to help 500 people improve their body image, sex lives, and relationships, generating $70,000 in personal income so I can set up a charity with 10 grand and realize my dreams to help the children of Garium Brazil. Mm. So good. And so like that goal to me is just so well done. I mean, the ultimate goal, the ultimate desire of this woman is she wants to set up a charity to help children in this small little town in Brazil. Mm -hmm. uh, but she's a graduate of the course. And we actually were in Brazil together uh, a couple months back. And I actually visited this town. And it's this amazing small little town in northern Brazil. It's in the middle of freaking nowhere. Um, there's probably, I don't know, 500, 1,000 people in the town, if, if that many. And it is picturesque. It's got the cobblestone streets and all that. But it's, it's really poor. And the average worker in this town earns between about 40 and $100 a month US. Wow. God. Damn. Right. And unbelievable. Right. But what's interesting about this goal setting, and once you start interacting with other people trying to achieve the same thing is she was getting weighed down by the fact that setting up a charity seems like a daunting task. And when you think about setting up a charity, you think in terms of, I got to raise a million dollars or $5 million or $10 million. And that's an overwhelming task to most people. But when you boil it down to its parts and you're interacting with other people that are going through this program, the reality is to be impactful to this town, we kind of went through the math together. It's You probably only need to raise about $25,000 a year to help this food fund for the kids. And then what she really wants is the educational fund to teach them so that they can go on to bigger careers and move out of this town and go to the big city and, and go to real colleges and that kind of thing. So it's, it's not nearly as daunting as it actually seems. Um, and the impact would be massive. But all you need to do in that case is raise this 20, 25,000. So she's not saying, you know, look at her goal. She wants to earn $70,000 a year. It's not earning, you know, a million dollars a year. She's not asking for the moon. But her ultimate goal here is, can I set up this charity to help these kids? That's her ultimate driver in life. Yeah. Like, isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is really cool. And it's, you're touching on something that I have, um, 
you know, incorporated into my own life. Uh, and that is that when we combine our personal aspirations, dreams with how does this help the collective? How does this affect other people? How does this um, really um, create more unity in the world, right? How does this help people I mm -hmm. love? And when you can join your goal with a also collective goal, it doesn't mean the collective, everyone in the world, but a group of people. Um, and, and that can be, you know, it can be so simple. It doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be a charity or whatever. It can be, you know, I want to achieve this goal so that I can show up better for my family and be the best version of myself to help them become the best versions of themselves. So whatever it is that you want to achieve, ask yourself, how can you link this to other people's well-being also being, you know, being improved? And I think that that's, that's a, a way to kind of fast track yeah. these goals becoming, um, as you're talking about aspirational, yeah. um, because we all have this innate desire in us, uh, to help others, uh, whether, you know, to, to varying degrees, yes. but that's why it feels so good to volunteer or to pick up trash or whatever, because we all have this, um, innate, I think, desire to help other people. And, and when you can link it with your own well being, I think it just catapults you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's, it's fascinating to see, not only did that study reveal how few people write their goals, but how poor, how difficult this actually is for people to write. And I actually learned from a couple of students, people were coming back, you know, a week or two later, you know, we, we do this over six weeks and it's, it's once a week for six weeks and people were coming back and not delivering their goals. And I was saying, well, what, what's going on there? And what I kept hearing from some people, you know, that go through this program is if I write my goals down, I'm afraid I'm going to fail. Yeah. Well, Cause they're I, real now. Yeah. They become real, but yeah. now that's the difference you're getting this framework of how to achieve it. So that's the friction point we all have is, oh, a fear of failure or, um, you know, what will I be if I, if I don't achieve this goal? Well, this flips the thing on its head. This is giving you the framework of, oh, this is a step-by-step -step process of how I'm actually going to accelerate me getting this. Yeah. And so it flips it on its head. And, and why don't I share a couple of goals I had last year that I achieved and then Chase, I'd like to- like Yeah, to, for sure. Know. So for me, you know, since I've been doing this, it was, it's interesting the way these, the, the, the idiots in, in the corporate mindset of me and, and probably Chase, I don't want to put it on him, but, but I think you would agree, is how you kind of get brainwashed into uh, that culture and making money for other people. So I developed this process to help this company go from 18 million to 100 million in revenue. And I succeeded. I did it. I had, I achieved the seemingly impossible, but it took me probably six more months before it occurred to me oh, I can use those techniques on myself. <laughs> I can use yeah. them for my personal goals. Yeah. Like I'm so brainwashed into helping the company grow. I'm not even thinking about me. And so I did slowly start turning these techniques towards what do I want to achieve? What are my goals in life? Mm -hmm. And so in 2021, I had three big goals I was going after. I usually write between five and 10 goals, but I'll, I'll narrow them down. And I was honing in on three. One was a health goal, one was a personal finance goal, and one was a uh, travel goal. And I far exceeded all three of those goals. 
And I, I attribute 100% of success to these techniques because it just gives you the path. It gives you the process where you tend to find friction or where you write a goal and you're like, oh, it's just so big and unattainable and it's so far away. I don't know how to get there. So you peel off really quickly. That example of like starting a charity sounds daunting. Not really. And you can set up a GoFundMe in 15 minutes. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a great service called Go, um, uh, something butter, uh, give, give butter, like give better, give butter. Mm. Um, and you can set up a charity online and it's minutes. Like you, you can just, you can do this is you don't need to raise a million dollars. You can raise $10,000, right? You can simplify this stuff down and have this process on how you get there. So for me in 2021, my big goal was I wanted to double my income. I far exceeded that goal. I went way, way beyond. I earned more last year than I had in the previous years combined. Um, I had a travel goal. I had not traveled outside the U.S. I've got two kids, so it's, it's somewhat limiting at times, but I had not traveled outside the U.S. in probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. So my goal last year was I wanted to take my first international trip in 15 years. Well, that started to combine and blend with my income goal. So I actually got hired as a consultant to work for a company that was headquartered in Medellin, Colombia, and they flew me down to Colombia. And I ended up getting another client from that trip. And so I ended up taking six international trips in 2021. I went to four different countries, visited various cities, like from Cartagena to Medellin to Barcelona. And what's amazing is I only paid for one of those trips. Five of the six were paid for by other people. Mm-hmm. So it just far exceeded that goal. Yeah. And then I achieved a big health goal that I've been, been wrestling with as well. So like once you can write these in such a way and understand how to you know, have this formal structure to you know, achieving it, to getting the, the, bolt, the big burst of inspiration on how do I get there, it all just comes into line. It's almost like these serendipity moments. One of the students said that to me last week. It's like I'm getting serendipity all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it just, it just starts coming to you on how do I achieve this? Yeah. And, and so it's like, I just keep doubling down more and more and more in my own life. And I keep achieving and achieving and achieving. And so now my mission is I want to help all of my friends achieve their big goals, which now I'm, you know, pretty far along. I mean, Chase, you've been doing it for 18 months, two years. And um, I think that ties in perfectly to your goal because you started setting some of this goal, I think right around the time you were launching this podcast, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, late 2019, early 2020, uh, started this course with, with you. And, you know, I I think the goal loosely, uh, would be, I want to love what I do for a living. That's kind of the, the bad version of goal setting. Like I want to find my passion at that point in time, I'd been seven and seven, eight years in a, in a public accounting and finance career as a consultant. And then it moved into private, uh, corporate finance and, I was good at what I did, but I was just tired, tired of the freaking hours. It's, it's a slave to a, a technical task that I don't particularly like. I, it just doesn't make me happy, despite the fact that I've gotten quite good at it. Yeah. And so I was just sitting in this space where it was like, I want to love what I do. And there's a couple of things that I knew that I loved doing, one of which was talking and, and my relationship and, and things of that nature and health. And, and so leaning into it further and going through the course, I, I, I sort of further articulated that by saying, my goal would be to radically change my working relationship, you know, employee relationship or working relationship, whatever my livelihood is, such that it allows me to work less hours, choose my own schedule, earn more collective income and remove unwanted uh, stress. And so the, the, the layering in of that articulation 
coinciding with the starting of our business um, was just perfect divine timing. And two years later, we, we have this really sustainable, awesome, crazy growing, crazy fun, doesn't feel like work podcast health business. And so like kind of marrying the um, goal setting with a little bit of the application, that's you know where I'm sitting at today, two years later. Hey friend, I have two questions for you. Do you eat animal protein? Do you want to help support the restoration of our earth's soil? If you answered yes to both, then I invite you to look into Wild Pastures. This is Paleo Valley's sister company that offers a monthly subscription box that delivers affordable, pasture-raised, high-quality cuts of meat straight to your door. Wild Pastures animals are 100% pasture-raised by family farmers right here in the U.S. using rotational grazing practices that actually mimic nature. On pastures free from pesticides and herbicides, no synthetic fertilizers, hormones, or antibiotics are ever used. As a result, the animals are healthy and happy. So right now, for new customers who choose the Wild Pastures Plus subscription, you get 20% off for life. You get free shipping for life. You can choose your own order schedule every four weeks, six weeks, two months, or every three months. You get exclusive plus subscriber discounts, and there are no fees or hidden charges. As a Wild Pastures member, you receive the lowest prices possible on the highest quality cuts of meat delivered to your doorstep regularly. And if you don't want a membership, they also offer one-time deliveries. With Wild Pastures, you're not only supporting your family's health with the highest quality meat, you're also supporting our earth, our home. If we as consumers can create the demand for more regenerative farming practices, the industry will respond and we will be contributing to the health of future generations. To get 20% off for life and free shipping for life, just check the show notes for the direct link to get your first box all set up. Enjoy. This is, you know, so perfect because I haven't really thought about it until this, this moment, but something that we talk about on the medicine all the time, almost every episode we're talking and hopefully inspiring, giving people, um, hope and a nudge, if you will, a loving nudge to proactively create a life that they love. Like you guys listening, how many times have you heard us say that create a life that you love it's, it's in your power. So what you're talking about, Will, is these big aspirational goals. It, it does, it can feel almost a little scary, maybe a little pushback for some people because you're asking yourself, what do I want to experience in life? What do I want to create in my life? And that can be scary because then it's like, okay, this is real, but, uh, you know, it's just perfect, you know, alignment with, with what we talk about all the Mm -hmm. time. And then having the, the how, because I think a lot of people get stuck on the how, which you mentioned earlier in the podcast and, you know, as our, good friend, Christina, the channel would say, you know, in her book, Manifestation Mastery, you are always transmitting to the universe something, you know, and we're getting a little into the woo here, but you are always a beacon for something, whether that's positive or negativity or whatever. 
if you have these goals, these big aspirational goals that light you up and give you a grin from ear to ear to think about and to, to live in the future of that, that is the message that you are transmitting to the universe of what you want to call into your life. So I think that it is absolutely perfect. And it's such a good starting point. If someone's, you know, you know, maybe not having uh, the experience that they want in life, start with what do I want to experience? You know, what do I want to create? And, you know, that can, that can be a goal or a dream or a legacy, but it has to start there. If you don't know where you're going, you, or if you don't know where you want to end up, how are you ever going to know like how to get there or the path that you should be on? Or is this the right path or the wrong path? Um, I think that we have to have those goals if we want to be the creators of uh, a life that is fulfilling and satisfying. Yeah, that, that's it dead on, which is um, when people have struggled, I mean, I have really high success rate with people being able to duplicate the success I've had, but on occasion, someone will struggle with it. And I'll go back to them and say, okay, let's talk through your goals. And they'll say, oh, I didn't write them down. Or if they did write them down, they wrote them down in a way that just didn't, you know, they weren't inspiring. They weren't well-crafted. And you just, you have nowhere to go with that, right? Like you just... You've got to find, you have to know what you really want. Um, I, I forget the phrase you just used, but I really liked it of creating the life that you want. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's um, creating the life that you love, I think is what you said. Yeah, like proactively that. creating a life that you love. Yeah, so good. And Chase, your goal, it's so funny now that I'm reading it back um, at the same time, your goal is almost exactly what my goal was yeah. a year ago as well. Like again, yeah. corporate drones, <laughs> you want to work less hours, make more money yeah. and remove stress. Right. Totally. Like, and we're both in, in the same place. And um, it's just been really fun to, to support you and, and, and both you guys in your journey with this uh, podcast and businesses you're launching as well. I, I mean, just the conversations have been so fun. Definitely. Yeah, man. absolutely. You know, besides the three of us, obviously, who've, who've shared some examples and some success stories, what can you share about, you know, the first hundred or so people who've been through this master class as far as, you know, their successes and their wins? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of ranged. Um, I, we were, the interesting thing is, I kind of mentioned is it's almost like the, the the snowball rolling down the hill where it's gaining more and more and more momentum. So the first pe- group of people that went through it, they went through the beta program of it. It was a stripped down version. It was a year and a half ago, uh, two years ago. Um, but what's interesting is those people started to come back to me and say, it'd be like six months later, they go, hey, you know that technique you told me? It's actually really working. Can you give me more information or remind me how this worked? And so I got a lot of those little anecdotes, which fueled me to to, to formalize this into the class that it is today. And the successes from there have been absolutely mind-blowing. Um, you know, there's a CEO that's a head of a company with, uh, I think it's 75 employees now. It's like a $15 million business, give or take. And he was really struggling with this um, business problem that he had. And he was two weeks into the program. He deployed one of the techniques and he, the, he got that big burst of inspiration where he got his solution. And he said in the first 30 days of that, from the point of getting the inspiration to implementing it, within 30 days, he earned another million dollars in the business. Wow. Like just, right? Just those big, mm-hmm. those big aspirate, those big um, aha moments come to us and then can lead to the, the success. And all it is, is like we said, with sort of directing 
um, your mind to be working for you. And it's getting you to break free of those thought patterns and think a little differently. Like when you see those examples of, can you write that presentation backwards? We all can come up with someone we want to give a no thank you speech to, right? But can you just rewrite your, your, your challenges, your goals in a, in a way that's in reverse? Now you're broken free of your thought pattern and the ideas actually will come fairly quickly. Um, so yeah, that was, that was one that was really good. Um, another is this charity we just discussed. So this charity is being set up for these kids in Guardian Brazil, which I think is really exciting. Um, it was just really fun to learn as well that, you know, it's not that you need to go out and raise the 25,000 or 50, or, sorry, the, the 25 million, you only need to go out and raise $25,000, which is yeah. just totally reasonable number. So, um, that's one that's in process. Um, I had another CEO go through that had this really big goal of reaching hundred million in revenue. And this is kind of a funny story. So he'd been working at a you know, really talented uh, CEO and digital marketer. And he actually hit $100 million in revenue last year. And wow. it was just this big, like huge leap for the business he was in. And I was so happy for him and a really smart, talented guy. But I'm sitting on a phone call with him and a bunch of these Silicon Valley investors and um, executives. And he starts quoting, like someone asked him what he did. And he starts quoting the course back to them and to me with me on the call, which was just so funny. Like he knew I was on the call, but he didn't realize he was quoting me to me. And it was just so funny to see. And so he was attributing yeah. some of his success back to the fact that he could think about it in a different way, that he could approach the problems that were in front of him and overcome them. It's, it's the definition of think differently. And so it's just been really fun. And the fact that it started with my friends, I'm helping my yeah. friends over, like this guy a, is a really good friend, work colleague. I'm so happy to do it with my friends and family. So yeah, seeing a lot of success with it. And now it's just like you, Megan. So people are now sending, hey, can my wife go through this? Can my girlfriend go through this? I had a son, can my son go through this? Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's, it's growing organically and, um, yeah, I'm really proud of it actually. Yeah. And, th and that's the thing I would say too, is like, it doesn't have to be for someone who's, you know, scaling to a hundred million. Yeah. It doesn't have to be for the digital marketer, the finance professional. It can actually be for somebody who's just got, they want to live a bigger life, a, a better life, a fuller life, a more satiating life. And they want to think differently. And it's going to be really required to think differently in order to get there. Otherwise you're going to end up living with, with inside the box. And so that's what I think this is it's so important is that like, sure, this is a thing that can really uh, exponentially increase your professional profile, but it can also be personal. And, and yeah. I think, or it can be a, a marriage of the two. I think too, like, you know, something we talk about all the time is obviously relationship and, and forming conscious relationships and uh, what that looks like in a romantic setting and how you are responding to your partner. And if you are consistently asking your mind to think about problems in a different way, that includes also something like your relationship, yeah. because what we hear from a lot of different people is that, you know, you kind of get in this rut with your partner you just get in your routine. This is how you operate. This is how you argue. This is how you connect. And it can sort of take the spark out of life and out of your relationship, right? We talk about the spark all the time. Well, creativity, injecting creativity and just the ability to use your mind uh, to create the relationship that you want or think about, you know, okay, this problem keeps coming up. 
how could I look at this differently? Is there something that I'm not seeing or that I haven't seen in the past? And really, like you said at the very beginning, looking at whatever the problem or the puzzle is that you want to figure out from different angles, altitudes, and directions that can apply you know, in your relationship or with your children, you know, um, a lot of people right now are having to figure out new ways to parent and educate their kids, um, you know, going through the last two years, like figuring out like, okay, is this system really what I want to, to bring up my child in or, or how am I going to do it differently? Like these concepts that you talk about that you've taught us now, I can see us using for the rest of our life, not just with finances or business stuff, but also, you know, mm -hmm. family and uh, relationship and future children, for sure. For sure. And what I'd say to that is, I agree with both of your comments. While I originally designed this for people accelerating things in business, my intention is to have it go the other direction. What really matters is having that fulfilled life and achieving your big life goals. That's what I'm really after for people. Like I even said, it took me six months to figure out I can apply this business thing to my personal life. I want people coming out of the gate with how can I achieve my big personal goals? And so the goals in the, of, of students going through now are graduates, you know, people want to live and work overseas or, you know, for me, it was travel, you know, internationally. So my goal this year, last year, my goal was to go once overseas. And I obviously went more than once, but this year I want to travel overseas four times but I have such intention and clarity on how I can do that and where I might go that it, I'm, I'm going to achieve that goal. I've already been overseas once. I've got another trip planned for the summer and I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna hit the four for the year. And so um, I would say that it, it definitely should be, I would think of this more in your personal life. Yes, it totally works in business, but I do it more on that side of the equation. And we even do a fun challenge around relationships in the, in the course as well. So yeah. I'm aligned with you on that for sure. Love it. Yeah. Where can people find out more? How can people get enrolled? You know, what else can you tell us about the, the course before we wrap up? For sure. So yeah, the website is um, liquidmind.xyz. You know, dot, dot XYZ is the new, you know, sort of it URL for all the crypto stuff going on these days. And I'm a yeah. that's awesome. So, yeah. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. When, when, when uh, the dot coms are gone, you know, you want to go to something a little sexier. So find.xyz yeah. and um, you can go there, you can get the first section um, for free. So I actually teach this course live. So you'd be sitting in there with me, the first section of the program's free. And actually I thought we could throw a challenge out there if you guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I'd say is why don't we have the audience email in um, one of their goals and we'll pick someone where we like their, where their goal and we'll give them a free uh, free tuition to the program. We'll send someone. Wow. wow. That love is that. so generous yeah, of you. That's awesome. Wow. I love that. Okay. So we'll say it again, just for clarity, just in case someone needs to open their ears a little more. So you, what you're saying, Will, is that, you know, if someone's listening and they want to take this course, email the medicine podcast or you. They can email me. So just, okay. it's, it's will at liquidmind.xyz. Okay. And, um, or they can email medicine podcast either way is fine. No, let's do you. Let's do you. So do me. Yeah. You don't want your inbox full. So fine. Take, send it, send it to me. Um, and we'll just pick someone to go through for free, but for everyone else, again, there's, um, the first section you can go through for free. It's just right there on the website, just enroll. They are taught live. So you're going to have to get a slot and, um, they, we go, we take people through in small groups. So the quicker you get there, you know, those thoughts will fill up, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll send people through the first section free and, um, love to have someone, you know, get a, get a scholarship, right? We'll say, yeah. yeah, I love that. Oh, the, medicine, the medicine scholarship guys jump on this opportunity. Obviously it's, it's been 
just completely transformational for both of us. So yeah. uh, stoked to, to hear about this success. Love it. We got a few questions, Will. We, we close out every episode. We ask every guest. Uh, the medicine is all about uncovering and discovering real medicines uh, available to us. And we want to hear for you what feels like medicine across your body, mind, and relationships. We'll start with your body, what currently feels like medicine. For sure. Um, so I've been coming, I've been becoming more and more of a supplement junkie. Um, I'm aspiring to become a, a young chase. Um, because I have seen your supplement regiment and my God, it's, uh, it's impressive and I'm trying to work my way up there. Um, and we've got a bunch of other friends that we, we both know who are really knowledgeable in this space. So, um, I just came across a new one that I really like. I've, I've been working on healing my body and getting as healthy as I can. Um, so actually I love, um, your product. HCC is something I take every single day. I absolutely, and that is not like a setup. I freaking love your product. Um, but another one I just discovered, it's actually going to come out next year, um, included in some sort of pharmaceutical drug that's mm -hmm. FDA approved for treatment for COVID and it's called sweet wormwood. And it's a, it's a supplement. You can get it right off Amazon, but, um, sweet wormwood helps fight viruses and it's proven to be the, one of the most effective things at fighting COVID once you've got COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, it's, it's one of the new, uh, supplements I've come across that I'm really enjoying. Yeah. Nice. We love that one. We've, we've definitely seen it and, and heard about it. So that's, that's awesome. What about for your mind? You know, this whole conversation is about the liquid mind, but currently for you, what feels like medicine for your mind? For sure. So, um, you know, what I do proactively on my own on a regular basis is I'm creating these creativity exercises for me. And then I, I share them with other people, but let's step outside of that just to, to broaden it out. And what I've really been just, you know, appreciating is the travel I've been taking overseas. So I went to Colombia, Spain, Slovakia, and Austria last year. And to spend time in these smaller towns or poor locations um, and just seeing the way that people um, approach happiness in their life, mm. um, what lights them up. And it's, it's by the work, work is by, by the way, work is never at the top of that list. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So again, Chase back to you and I of we're so much defined by, by our careers throughout our lives. We've kind of had our priorities backwards and I think we're now getting into the right zone. Um, but work is way down the list. You know, it's, it's family, it's celebration. Um, you know, it's the connection that they make. It's just reprioritizing things and then being so happy and grateful for what they do have. Again, I mentioned that town in Brazil, that town, I mean, $40 to $100 is the monthly income of some of these people. And they're the nicest, happiest people you've ever met. Mm. So that's been really fueling me of just getting a different perspective, you know, which is, is really what I'm after is I want to be able to look at things from a, through a different lens. And that one's really been helping me. Yeah. I love Ugh, that. Love that. So good. Uh, lastly, what feels like medicine for your relationship or relationships? Yeah. So this one I'll take, uh, as a dad, I got two boys. Uh, they both now are in college and it's just been so nice. Uh, this amazing transformation from sort of day-to-day -day dad, where you're the boss of someone and telling them what to do and how to do things to now I'm a mentor. And now I'm teaching my kids, um, things that I think will help them. You know, this, this course is certainly one, but I've taught them other, uh, I've done other things for them to help them understand how to find their path in life and how to find happiness. And now I have them, what's lighting me up is they're coming back to me and asking me questions as if I'm a mentor, right? I'm no longer dad. I'm, I'm now their friend and mentor. And man, that's just, 
this time as a, as a parent is freaking awesome. Love yeah. That's so cool. You're what such a, a you're such a cool dad too. Yeah. I've seen yeah. it in action. So yeah. that, that's really awesome. I love that. What a gift to you both. You know, you yeah. probably, uh, I don't want to assume this, but, um, I can imagine that, uh, you know, your kids are teaching you and showing you things, um, just like you're teaching and showing them, you know, like, I think if you lean into that relationship and you are, um, looking for those opportunities to learn from your kids and, and their mind as well, like I can imagine that that's a really special place to be. Yeah, for sure. I'm loving it. This is a great, this is a great time. Like I've enjoyed all the ages through the years with them, but this one's really fun. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. So cool. All right. Can you tell people one more time where they can find you and uh, access this amazing life-changing program? For sure. Yeah. Liquidmind.xyz. All right. All right. uh, We'll see everyone over there. Thank you so much, Will. This has been an absolute blast, man. And uh, excited for everybody to jump on this opportunity. Yes. Thank you for being here and sharing so much of your wisdom and this gift to the world. We are so happy that we know you in this life. So grateful for you. Just, just as a friend, you're just an incredible human and such a rare type of individual. And every time we speak to you or we go through, you know, one of your, your, the, the weeks in your course or whatever, we're just lit up and we're like, Oh God, Will is so inspiring. All right. I'm going to go write my goals one more time or whatever (laughs) it is. And, and you just, we, we are so, so grateful to know you as a friend. I love it. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, you guys, go check out liquidmind.xyz and send Will a an email with one of your big aspirational goals, and you might even be able to go through the program on the uh, Medicine Podcast Scholarship. Go check it out. Yeah, love it. We'll talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Okay, bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, along with the discounts, visit themedicine.com forward slash medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes for this episode. Until next time, cheers, boo.